0: Danny, how you doing, man? Boob World. Boob well, World. We we knew we were going to address it at some point. Boob World. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 main theme of the episode, I think.
1: Yep, the the you know the the family fun park for all ages. Um Indeed. I, I question their sort of door policy if they're letting in an old man, his 14-year-old grandson, uh-huh. and and his granddaughter
0: as well. I mean, I don't know what the age limit is. For, Maybe for... it's less of an age limit. It's more of a contextual age limit of like, um, oh, well, this particular 14-year-old has fathered a giant space incest baby, so we'll let him in. But yeah. um, another 14-year-old might be particularly naive. I'm not. I'm not sure yeah maybe they do like, an experience
1: at a test or something like, yeah, yeah. They, like because Marty's done probably a lot more than I have in my 21 years of life so he's,
0: he's waged war against civilizations yeah, yeah. murdered yeah. thousands
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> If you hear me with a weird voice this episode dear listener it's because I was just hurriedly eating lunch and I managed to inhale a bit of a chickpea um so, so I might I'm, I'm slowly dying but we'll get through it together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just picture Boob World and you'll be alright, Lewis. (laughs) Um. Yeah, that's what I'll make sure to do. (laughs) Yeah. But this is uh, Rick and Morty, Episode 7, Season 5. And uh, it's called Gotron, Jerry's Rick, Vangelion. So. Right. Yeah.
0: Surely that's. um, Gotron, I'm not going to pretend I know enough about Power Rangers. Is it Voltron? Is that the robot? Voltron? And then the second word was. What's that? Um Jeresis, which is probably Genesis. Yeah. And Rick Vangelion is probably Evangelion. So Yeah, probably. Uh Voltron um Genesis Evangelion. Is that a thing?
1: I, I've never heard of it before. I know what Voltron <laughs> I is. I only um, know
0: what Voltron is because of Rick and Morty.
1: Yeah. He like we're getting into the, the creepy room questions now, but um yeah. he said in season three oh, you can't keep the drones, they turn into a little Voltron robot. But because they've decided to do an episode <laughs> copying the Voltron sort of uh, schematic, they've had to call it Gotron for copyright reasons. I so I know,
0: I oh, know. You can't have them all, can you? Um, no, you can't. Um, why why, why were all the robots ferrets? Is, that, is there some kind of joke there that I've missed? I mean, I, I, I think they were, like, lions or something
1: and the power rangers oh thing. okay I think and ferrets I,
0: is just a funny version of that yeah that I've, works
1: yeah i've no idea why but um we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here um we are we are this episode was written by uh, john harris and it was directed by jacob Hare and is starring justin roiland sarah chalk spencer grammar chris Parnell, and giant incest baby so <laughs> there you go I wonder um, if they've actually
0: got a baby in to voice the giant incest baby, I just for general hope not. baby noises.
1: I really hope not. You know, you don't want. <laughs> there, there, are many traumatic events in life. yeah
0: <laughs> imagine growing up and you like say to your parents, "I remember when I was a kid, you took me to like a, like a, a room with like everybody was wearing headphones <laughs> and there was like this microphone and there was like this weird textured stuff on the walls. What was that? Yeah. Oh yeah, you voiced a giant space incest baby."
1: Yeah, yeah. Most kids just have a go on being in Balamori or something like that, but this (laughs) child got to (laughs) got to voice a giant incest space baby. So that's you know, you know, moving up, moving up in the world. You know, most people think a business degree will get you anywhere in life, but it's really voicing a giant incest baby. That's what it is. It is. That's my family motto. As as the cares
0: say. Um, It's on the it's on the it's on the crest. Always voice an incest baby. Always, always. Always.
1: Even if everyone's... Like, even if like, you're, you've you lost your leg or like, a family member's dying and mm. the opportunity to voice a... Jo- you know where I'm going with this joke. It's just overkill at this point. But do you have an opening statement?
0: I do. Um, robots versus bugs. I guess that's cool. I'm not really sure. I liked Pacific Rim, so I suppose this is good. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: similar tone to oceans 11 ironically which yeah it, yeah <laughs> on sunday uh or saturday if you're a patreon um uh essentially a power rangers ripoff directed by martin scorsese so directed there by martin go. scorsese yeah really this episode was no but okay. like, it, it, it follows the the same sort of format of, of a martin scorsese film it's Got a protagonist that eventually like gets involved in like, organized crime or something like that, or a or mm. a uh, an institution that involves a lot of murder and a lot of backhandedness. There's a fuck ton of narration, and there's so much narration in Martin Scorsese films, mm. and all this like takes place over a very like, short period of time, and eventually they end up like getting fucked by the system that they were in. <coughs> Like that's, that's like, it's, you know, it's Goodfellas, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, what else? Uh, Taxi Driver, maybe not as much in Taxi Driver, but it's the same sort of, the Irishman, you know, mm-hmm. just, just a lot of, a lot of death and a lot of voiceover. That's a Martin mm. Scorsese film for you. But you know, I see. Marvel, Marvel films are the ones that are a thrill in a theme park ride. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> bit beef, um, bit of beef, bit of beef. Oh yeah, we're we're starting beef with um
1: <coughs>
0: Christ. Yeah, we're starting beef with Martin Scorsese. That's what we're doing.
1: Yep. Can you imagine a fist can fight imagine
0: in a in a McDonald's parking lot with with Martin Scorsese. Can
1: you imagine we end up being in one of his one of his films one day Lewis? Mm. you know? We fulfilled the, the the actor's dream and he he listens to this episode of the podcast mm. and uh Martin if you're listening many years <laughs> in the future. I mean I mean what I say. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Uh,
0: God. <laughs> you know, he was in Shark Tale. He voiced a puffer fish. Oh, of course he did. <laughs>
1: but isn't that... Is, is Shark Tale Disney owned? Dreamworks? I think. Oh, shit. Um, why? I was going to call him out for being a massive
0: hypocrite. Uh, Shark um, Tale. Hans Zimmer did the score to this film. Bloody hell. Well, he's done a lot of things, I suppose. What,
1: Shark Tale?
0: Yeah. What, what,
1: the guy who did the soundtrack for The Dark Knight, Interstellar, The yep. Crown? Yep. He did fucking Shark Tale. He did. There was, to be fair, there was a <coughs> lot of famous people in Shark Tale. There was, uh, obviously Will
0: Smith. uh Renee Zellweger, Robert De Niro, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, Angelina Jolie. star-studded cast, I have to say.
1: For a very poorly animated film about fish.
0: Yeah, um, I wasn't a, I'm. Not, Chloe absolutely loves um, Shark Tale. I'm not 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 so much of a big fan, to be honest. No, um, it's
1: kind of, um.
0: But we're yeah, not talking works. about
1: Shark Tale. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do that for a uh, episode hundred. We'll do yeah, we'll, we'll do, do Shark, Shark Tale. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, Creepy Room questions. Shall I read out the caption? Uh, yeah, go on then. Um, check these ferrets, brah. Gotta keep it in the family though.
0: Well um, there we there we go.
1: That sort of implies that the ferrets are gonna get fucked or something and like It implies there's...
0: the ferrets are produced by incest, as in the yeah. kept themselves to themselves for several generations.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, this family has only been having sex with ferrets for its lineage and sees these ones and whoa, look at them, but whoa, let's not Let's not step outside the gene pool. Um, that's that's the feeling I'm getting. I could be alone in that.
0: Um, um, I, I suppose so. Um, I've got a question. Yeah. Did Yo-Yo Rick kill a Jerry with his yo-yo? I didn't see,
1: but it's but there was <coughs> like a, there was like what do you call it? Um, like a, a a blunt object on the floor, and someone oh, implied, and some are implied that she did it. So,
0: oh, okay. Because I thought it was in order to prove his loyalty, Yo Yo Rick had, had to yo yo a man to death.
1: Well, that would have been more entertaining.
0: <laughs> but, um. Uh, I think you could garrote someone with a yo yo, it would probably be easier than beating them to death. Really? What, yeah, like, with a yo yo. <laughs> like Spider Man, like, with
1: a yo yo in the end. It? I mean, it would need to be a pretty hard yo yo to like, actually like, do someone in
0: like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I feel like if you snuck up behind them and, and yeah, garroted them, I think you would be alright. Pull a John Wick. Oh. Oh, garrot.
1: I thought you meant like actually just continuously them fling to death a, with yo-yo. With a yo-yo. No, yeah, not quite. Just, oh, yeah, garrotting someone, yeah, it would need to be a like, s- tough string, though, wouldn't it? Otherwise it would snap. Um, Mm-mm. Yeah. I had a feeling that the incest baby would make like, a comeback. I was like yes. Yeah, there's no way there's just gonna they're just gonna leave that lying out there. Mm, I um, did like
0: that they were ratatouilleing the incest baby.
1: Yeah. I liked that as well. <coughs> that was that was cute. In its own horrible, twisted
0: Horrible thing. nightmarish way, yeah. Way.
1: Yeah. I feel as if this show has tiptoed around incest quite a few times. <laughs> like they've they talked about it in season three, that like, um Summer and Morty had an incest sort of, like, they had an arc together at the end of season four and they were like, (coughs) oh yeah, we're like a brother and sister duo, like, Leia and Luke but no incest, like, incest gets brought up quite a lot in this show, um, so they just had to... I suppose it does. Yeah, a little bit too much, (laughs) (laughs) I would say,
0: um... Maybe they're just, like, throwing around the incest idea in the writer's room and they have been for a very... <coughs> Christ, I'm so sorry, everybody. Maybe they've just been throwing around the incest idea in the writer's room for, like, a really long time. And now they're just finally getting the chance to let all their incest ideas out of the bag.
1: Yeah, maybe they've been they've been waiting for... Like, so what we'll do is we'll get the show popular yeah. and we'll make sure that everyone likes it. And then in season five, when everyone's sure to be enjoying it and be like, whoa, what's going to happen with Evil Morty? What's going to happen with with a a bird person and and all that? Oh, Phoenix Person? (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, Phoenix Person, yeah. But, I mean, Beth said it herself. Yeah, it's stupid. We're not calling you that. Um... Yeah,
0: Phoenix Person (laughs) is a bit of a stupid name.
1: (laughs) Um... So so once once it's so popular and everyone loves it, they're just gonna unleash the incest baby stuff and just will it finally have their um uh, what what's what's the word the ap- apotheosis is that the right word for it?
0: I've never heard that word before in my life. I have, and I think I know I what it means but, <laughs> but yeah, so that's so that, here's here's a question. There's a couple of lines of dialogue that implies that whatever Rick and Morty this is that we're looking at, the implication is that um, they're just always going to be known as the Rick and Morty that released a giant incest baby into space. So, yeah. <coughs> is that an indicator that several sto- these storylines are all happening in the same dimension? If if the if the incest baby gets brought up, we know that episode is C one thirty
1: seven. Yeah, I mean. I don't know because the even if there's like an incest baby, there's got to be then another universe where an incest baby happened as well, because there's infinite infinite universes. universes. Yeah. So so again, it just sort of negates itself, and it's I think they've shot themselves in the foot in that respect because it's like we can never really know which one is ours, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. No, you're right.
1: So it, it it's it's. It's very difficult to care. <laughs> In that respect. No, you're completely right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Do we think that the the um the Gotron is a metaphor or something? I'm going to read out my note word for word now. Metaphor for something? Consumerism? Capitalistic obsession? Oh, Too much no. of a good thing? Childlike wonder can be a good a bad thing. I have no idea what the the what the Gotron was a metaphor for, but I feel like it was definitely a metaphor for something. Surely.
1: Yeah, maybe um uh addiction, I don't know. Addiction, obsession, um sort of the 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 codependency of 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 the family that they have. Um like because I mean it's it's like, it's funny and all that, but like it's really horrible how like Ruthless Summer becomes for the approval of Rick. Mm. Like I mean she like you know, I mean, she's of it. They've all killed people. They're all, like, even Jerry's mm. killed people. So it's like it's, but it's just so sad how they all just are so up for yeah, yeah, we're in, yeah. Well, we love this family, even though, like seasons past, they've made like you know, um, they've set boundaries with Rick that Rick is now supposed to let like, you know ask Morty if he needs. Something mm, mm. and he's the lowest status character he said before, but yeah, this episode seems to just you know do away with that and it's like no 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 Rick's always going to be the center of, you know the universe. I'd like if they developed it and maybe, you know Rick finds a way to take the power back, but it just sort of comes out of nowhere and it's becoming like, it's feeling more, um. What's the word? Uh, anthology yeah, yeah. Mm. like this season. Because there are some through lines and stuff like that, but like there's not a lot of like development because at the end of season four, Rick was like, Holy shit, I'm a terrible father and he's like he's just utterly depressed. And it's like, mm. so mm. Well, why why are they still giving Rick the time of day? I feel as if they're yeah. just like I feel as if the writers are just trying to sort of keep the the old formula that worked, rather than Experimenting actually move with forward. Something new, yeah, yeah, that's the feeling I'm getting, which I don't like. Yeah. I
0: wish they would just stick to what they're doing. Maybe it's um, because Rick a couple of times was like, "Oh, we're too big to fail," or whatever it is. Maybe yeah. that. Maybe it's something to do with that in a very strange way. Like um, the uh, Rick and Morty at this point is so enormous and so huge that it if they fail thousands of people's jobs are on the line or in reality about 10 people's wallets would suffer because they were no longer getting paid their trillion dollar bonuses at the end of the year or whatever so maybe that's the sort of point they've sort of reached now is they want to expand and keep going and you know make profound points and everything but on the same level they sort of struggle with that because that's a, that's a scenario in which there's a, it's very obvious to say, oh well, in this situation we might be about for ev- every single domino would just tumble. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, the worry.
1: What I probably think it is is that it, they've been given this seventy episode run, mm. and what I'm imagining they're doing is that they're saving the sort of character development stuff for the end of the season. Yes, and that makes I'll, sense. And the stuff in between is filler. Mm. Well, not well, yeah, filler because like, it doesn't like increase the plot in yeah. any sort of meaningful way. Because it's you know it's still an animated show, but there are animated shows that have done like with what like uh, live action shows do, that like, increase the plot and stuff like that. And Rick and Morty, I think, seem to want to have it both ways. They want a sort of show where they can just you know do a stupid episode about you know um Turkey Thanksgiving one day and then have mm. like a big emotional sort of resolution at the end of season, Um, at the end of seasons, which is kind of, it's kind of annoying because you're asking yourself, <laughs> yeah. oh, what's going to happen next when really you have to wait until the end of season six to find out what actually, you know, the stuff that affects these characters and what's going to, you know, change, you know? Mm, it's um,
0: frustrating because I, I get that the... The entire philosophy they're going for is, oh, nothing matters. Um, it's such an absurdist view of the world. And you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. But on the same level, uh, we're not living in that world. In in yeah. my real life world, things do matter to me. My wife, my house, my cat. These things matter to me. And so can't I at least expect some things to be of a high quality? Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. perhaps putting a bit a bit melodramatically. But do you see the point I'm trying to make?
1: Yeah, definitely. No, absolutely. Um, I feel as if too much happened too quickly in this episode as well. Mm. Like, you know, the Gotron thing is fine, and you can clearly see that it's getting out of control. And then they add in these anime characters that are, some like for some reason, annoyed that they don't have Gotrons. And then Summer has to give, like, a fucking two-minute... Um, uh exposition rant about the incest baby and they all have to like tie that to get yeah, it's like, yeah. it's too much. It's like just stick to the Gotron no, right. thing and maybe add in the anime stuff
0: if you want, mm. but don't fucking jam
1: in the incest baby, <laughs> baby. You know?
0: Um No you're right. It's um No, I understand what you mean. The thing is you can do a lot with twenty two minutes or however long these these episodes are, but it's just a yeah. case of sort of would you? Should you, really? Is it not yeah, more valuable definitely. to sort of take your time and do a little bit and do it very well rather than... Are you are you going for quality or quantity, I suppose?
1: Yeah. I mean, the Vat of, a- Vat of Acid episode is an yeah, example Christ. where a lot happens and it works, you know, because mm-hmm. it sticks to the same sort of theme and the same sort of, uh, you know, it all leads back to the beginning of the episode, whereas here it's like... You know, Rick has been obsessed with these Gotrons for ages, and what do they, what do they learn by the end of it? That, I, I, they don't really learn anything. You know, it's just it's like, it's it really just comes to comes to nothing.
0: Um, no, yeah, I've written here because I always try to dig down for a message at the end of these episodes. Now, uh, so the message is what? Be good to your family. Always welcome visitors. It's hard to say because who fucking knows at this point? It, it's yeah. I it, it is absurd, and that can be a useful sort of point of view to make, sort of philosophically, to be absurd about things. But on the same level, it's it kind of, it wasn't very useful in this instance. <laughs> no, definitely. Um. Yeah. So I just.
1: Uh, apparently, the next episode is meant to be like, um, pickle Rick like, oh. which could be interesting. <laughs> but I hope that they yeah. don't. I, d- I hope that they're not buying their own hype if you know what I mean yeah um, I
0: hope that then it's not just another merchandising excuse because yeah. while pickle Rick obviously it's a huge merchandising excuse it is also it was also sort of an episode that was valuable to teach you about the sort of what's the word the um the fact that Rick can do anything it, it teaches you something about his strength of character in that he's just will not give up even when the odds are totally not in his favor he refuses to give up. It yeah. tells you something about the grit of his personality. And I think that was a worthwhile episode. We learned something by the end of the episode. Yeah. Um but I hope it's not just, Oh, I'm I'm watermelon Rick and then he's he's just rolling around as a watermelon for the whole episode.
1: Oh, f- no fuck I fucking hope not. Um I, <laughs> I I wouldn't be like I mean, they'll probably do that and it'll probably feel alright because they'll be like, Oh, we're just ripping off an idea that we had and we don't have any new ones <laughs> like they'll just say something like that. Um but yeah, it, it's funny how self-aware the family are and yet yeah. they're so not self-aware about their situation and how they sort of behave around Rick. It's like kind of, ah, it, it just, it's not consistent with the sort of character that they, that they're all supposed to, you know,
0: yeah. represent. So it I does just feel uh, a bit like, um, you know, sometimes we've talked about this, how sometimes shows can get too much money. And that can have a negative effect on the quality. It does feel a bit like that is the case now with this. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure I'm just being some cynical fuck, but it does feel a bit like that.
1: Yeah. I think it's because the plot elements of this show are so good Mm. that we just... We want... That's all we want, really. But we know... I know that if if we just got that, it would burn itself out. So... Mm. I guess it's a bit like Doctor Who where you have to have different writers come in and do their stories and then by the end of the season you might get a bit of a whoo, you know? Mm. Um, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. But I think, and I'm sure uh, it'll be
0: uh, something vaguely weird and maybe potentially slightly crap.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh. But we'll see. Um... Do you have a closing statement? I'm sorry, I'm 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 out of notes. I don't know. No, I don't so, know so yeah,
0: so am I. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, go go to the fucking chilling. Uh Do you yeah. have a closing statement?
0: Um, I do. Uh, an okay episode. I hope we have some good episodes next. Please. Uh,
1: um, I need plot. I need story development. Please and thank you. There you go. Amazing fucking put that in the paper Uh, whew come on let, see when they do good episodes I will I will organise all my thoughts in cohesive bullet point I will I will I will write a, a monologue that, that would rival a soliloquy from Shakespeare wow as soon as soon as they you know give me what I fucking want but anyway um we all have link trees uh <laughs> Lewis's link tree is linktr.ee slash Lewis underscore Brindley. Mine is slash O'Hiram. And the podcasts is slash Shouting Into The Void. There you will find all of our socials, our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, etc. So go have a look, see what you fancy, and, uh, you know, have a good time.
0: Yeah, have a good time. Um...
1: Yeah. Um, We also have a PayPal donate button, so anything you can spare, anything at all would be greatly appreciated. We also have Patreon and we want to take the opportunity as we do every week to thank our wonderful, wonderful patrons. Uh, Mm. Chloe. Thank you. Darius. Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Aditya. Thank you. Richard. Thank
0: you. Natalie. Thank you. And Dougie. Thank you. One and all. You make the show possible and you allow us to complain about a show for um, 20 Five minutes now! Uh, So, um, I thank you very much for supporting us. It really does mean the world that you enable us to make this show that we we love to make. So, thank you.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Um, We also have merch on Teespring and Redbubble. We sell tote bags, jumpers, uh, mugs, jumpers, all sorts of stuff. Go over (laughs) there, get your your wallet out, give us your money, because we're poor. Even though, we, even though we hate capital, just give us money, okay? There you go. <laughs> um, whew, yeah.
0: You wiggled yourself out of that one, Dan. Good, yeah. good job. Oh,
1: wriggled free like a worm on a hook. Um, we, <laughs> and last but not least, we are partnered with an amazing company called Number 12
0: Crochet Avenue. And Lewis is going to say some wonderful things about them, all of which are true. Indeed, I am. Number Twelve Crochet Avenue is a wonderful company run by my wonderful wife, in which they crochet, and they're very, very good at it. If you would like to bless your Instagram feed with some wonderful content that will brighten up every single day that you have, uh, you can go and take a look at Number Twelve Crochet Avenue. Give them a like, give them a follow, do do all that good stuff. You know what to do. You're a you're a sensible person.
1: Yeah, go on. You know you want to. Um. Yeah. So, yes, do that immediately. But other than that i think we are finin- finitoed F-
0: we are indeed finitoed
1: yes so um the next episode i think i have the name of it
0: oh um, oh so oh. you know oh
1: hang on to your hats and if you don't wear a hat what the fuck are you doing um tv shows season 5 oh <laughs> It gets, oh, the the titles are just, whew, out of this world. Um, Recternal Friendshine of the Spotless Mort.
0: I see. Well, that is... Um,
1: I, don't, I don't... What is that
0: in reference to? Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which I think is... Is that that film with... um, Oh, Jim Carrey and... Oh, what's her name? Uh, Kate from Titanic Kate Winslet um, Kate Winslet and that's 500 days of summer that is I think Um, oh Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind oh no I was thinking of the right film this is um, um, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet um, Kirsten Dunst Mark Ruffalo Elijah Wood Tom Wilkinson Um, Joel and Clementine begin a relationship after a train journey together however having had their memories clinically clinically erased they do not remember their tumultuous past wow yeah um, so, so that's I'm,
1: good yeah why is it friend shine
0: I imagine they'll be friends I don't know who uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty oh, I don't fucking know maybe oh
1: maybe maybe um, bird person will be in it
0: oh maybe that'd be good yeah that'd be, that'd now. Be... we're getting excited and he won't be in it
1: yeah he probably won't be but you know who knows Um. so if he is in it <laughs> I bet if if he isn't in it and you people have watched it before us, and you're like, <laughs> you fucking dicks," and then he is in it, and you're just like, "Oh, what? How did they guess that?" I mean, I don't know where I'm going with this. Let's let's um, let's end the episode. How about? Yeah, let's that? end the episode. Yeah, let's just call it a day there. You know, and and just if you're having a bad day, just think about the giant incest baby and it all. Yep. You know. It'll probably make it a whole lot worse. So there you go. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will see you, hear you, smell you. Um, Fucking... Shove 90s nostalgia down your throat next time. Fucking hell. Goodbye!
0: (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.